daughters, sisters, and wives. They're gonna change our lives. Eat women, eat girls. They'll make a better world. Invest in Now here's your host, Catherine Gray. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Invest in Her. I'm your host, Catherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors and co-founder of the She Angels Foundation. And as most of you know, we are all about empowering women through funding. And today I have on a very exciting guest. She is doing incredible work helping women in India get out of trafficking and into uh, learning a new t- skill and trade, uh, creating retail clothing that you can actually purchase. And so I'm so happy to have on the founder of Sudara.org. Please welcome to the show, Shannon Keith. Hi, Shannon. How are you? Hi, Catherine. I am fantastic and so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I am so happy to have you here. You know, this is something you started back in 2006. So girl, you've been doing this a long time. <laughs> I know it makes me feel a little bit dated. And yet there have been a lot of learnings, um, you know, through success and failures along the way. So yeah, cool. I've been at it for over 15 years now. Yeah. Wow. Every, every entrepreneur has those setbacks, but the reward certainly outweighs it, right? Yeah. Particularly yeah. when you're investing in women. Absolutely. Now, um, you were just sharing with me that you were born and raised in California. Yep. Long time native Californians for many generations. Yeah. So I think the first question people are going to have, and I know I have, is how does a woman who's grown up, born and raised in California, end up having this amazing organization helping women in India get out of trafficking? Now, I know a little bit about your story, but I'm going to let you tell that story of your visit to India that kind of prompted this. Yeah, it actually completely turned my life around um, and upside down in, in such a good way. It was back in 2005. Um, I had been married. My husband and I met and married. We're living in Orange County. And we went on a humanitarian trip through our church that my husband was leading. And we went to India actually in 2004 was our first trip, fell in love with the country, the people, the food, the, the aesthetics of the textiles, and um, we're working with really marginalized populations. So um, AIDS orphans was, was a huge focus that we were working with Um, fresh water because so much disease, particularly in um, kind of rural parts of India that don't have a lot of great infrastructure, a lot of children, um, maternal death, you know, lots of things happening. So we fell in love with the country and the people and went back the following year in 2005. And at that point, our family was actually dedicating a fresh water well for my in-laws 40th wedding anniversary. And it got matched through a nonprofit partner we were working with in India with a brothel community. And so I was like, huh, what's a brothel community? Like I knew what brothels were, but had never heard of it in the context of a whole community. And again, this was in 2005 before the word sex trafficking or human trafficking was really on anyone's radar. And so lo and behold, come to find out that there is this huge kind of culturally accepted practice of, 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 forced prostitution um, within India. And now we know all these years later around the world and even temple prostitution and that um, 
that there was a whole community of women and children that were born, bought, or sold into sexual slavery without any hope of getting out, without intervention of some sort. Um, and for so many, they could just continue to, to languish and perish in the brothels um, as, as this, sex slaves. And this could be- this could just be the, the saddest interview ever talking about this, <laughs> but, but it's not because you actually have turned around the lives of so many of these women. And I love reading the stories on your website, uh, sudara.org. And so I'm, I'm happy to say, stay tuned in because this sad story turns out to be a happy story, right? For so many women. Yes. And I'm so sorry for the background noise here in this COVID okay. environment. I thought I had everything under control. Yeah, we're all used to that these <laughs> and days. And then a little bit of life happens. And so, yes, um, Catherine, to your point, sometimes, you know, my husband and I would talk about like we're at a dinner party and people ask what you do. And we're like, oh gosh, do we, do we really want to be the buzzkill in the room that really talks about what, what you're saying is a sad tale. But I really do believe in what you're saying, that there is so much hope, so much goodness happening in the midst of the darkness. And so, it really was just a flash of inspiration that led me to say, hey, I can despair and I can cry my ass out. And believe me, I've cried buckets of tears um, over this issue with women alongside them in India because, because of the horrible crime against humanity. That's a reality. And yet within that, completely 100% believe and has been validated over the years that when you invest in women, when you take a chance on women, they in turn invest in their children, in their communities, and entire communities can lift themselves out of poverty. And so from the very beginning, that has been the heart cry. My mission is really, it's not about building a pajama empire. It's not about building a re retail empire. It's about investing in women and giving them opportunities so that they can in turn invest in their own lives and that they can be free agents, right? They can have their own agency over their bodies, over their lives, over their future. And so that is really the ethos of sudara.org. We do that through a beautiful line of women's and men's and children's pajamas and loungewear. So there's actually a physical product and a representation and something that they can be proud of in their culture with the beautiful textiles of India. We use a beautiful part of their culture and really, you know, juxtaposed against this hard issue of sex trafficking. And, um, and we use all of their beautiful textiles and, and gifts and, and we, you know, send out into the world, you know, pieces of hope. So that's what we say. You, you can wear them comfortably, but you're wearing a piece of hope when you buy Sudara products. It's so amazing. The, uh, joy, uh, that the people in India exude. And I imagine that the clothing, you know, really holds, that joy that they, I'm sure, infiltrate into what they're doing. And I think that makes your clothing even more special. You know, you were talking about being at dinner parties. And last night I was at a dinner party and I mentioned your organization because I knew these women would really be into it. And, uh, I, you know, it's, of course, it starts off with, you know, helping women out of sex trafficking, like you said, which is always a tough topic. But hey, you guys can buy these clothes that these women are making so that it gives them a livelihood so they don't have to do that. And they were like, we are so in, send us that website. So I think our listeners are those kinds of people that want to empower women. And like you've said to me, yes, these women are in India um, 
and people here in the U.S. or wherever they're listening to our podcast around the world can be an activist and help empower women just by buying clothing from Sudara uh, that helps give these women um, an ability to make a living. And uh, who doesn't want to do that? Really, I can't imagine anybody's listening to this podcast that right now that's not going to go to sudara.org and buy something. Like, that's who we are, right? That's who we are as women, women helping women. Anybody listening to my show, I know that's their acumen. And so, um, you know, look forward to having people visit the site and support this effort because what you're doing is incredible. How many people out there are really doing something with their life like you are that is really helping change the world and make it a better place? And, you know, I look at the stories on your website and I hope people will go watch those videos. And, you know, I, I listened to one last night about this woman who uh, her mother had been sold into sex trafficking and then she got AIDS and then she, you know, passed away. And now the daughter was going to be put into sex trafficking and they, and she escaped that thanks to an organization like yours that would take them in, give them a place to live, give them a new job, a way of making a living so that they didn't have to repeat that lifestyle. And so breaking that generational, um, you know, gap of what's happening in that country by uh, supporting entities like Sudara. That's that's what I think is you want to know what you can do, because I know I always think, how could I help these women that are being sex trafficked? It's so uh, it's just so difficult. It's heartbreaking, right? About. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. 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 But I but think you hit on so many good points. Absolutely. There's so many things you could do and really practical things. You know, you don't have to pick up and go to India, right? That's, that's a big barrier for a lot of people like I did. Um, at the time, I was fortunate, you know, I was married, but didn't have kids and had quite a lot of um, paid time off. And so it allowed me to go and do that. You know, now as a mother of three and a dog, and you know, it's harder to do that. But everyone can take a small step, you know, buying um, really beautiful, lovely products for yourself and then gifting them to others is something we do every single day as Americans. We are the largest consuming country on the planet for better or for worse. (laughs) That means we are probably the little largest pollutants as well because we don't always know where our goods and services and products come from. But with a company like Sudara, you do. And we have a really virtuous clean supply chain on purpose because just like you said before, that the products themselves and the very ethos and the DNA of the products It's a reflection of the good work that we're doing in India. And so women helping women, making products by women, for women, women buying them, women giving them to their friends, women like you, Catherine, talking at the dinner party and spreading word of mouth. That's the best way that we can help each other. Women are natural collaborators. We are not the command, control, dictatorship type um, leaders, you know, we're, we're just not as, as a group, right? Um, and so women are masterful at collaborating, at working together, and we can do this. So while um, there are a lot of problems that we have in our world, we are actually solving some of the world's problems by, by things that you're doing, investing in women-owned and led businesses that actually have a heart um, to help people in the planet. You know, Sudara's Our mission is completely aligned with the UN's SDGs, so the Sustainable Development Goals. 
So, so we are collaborating, you know, as uh, other countries, really as, as a global humanity to say, you know, this has got to stop. Crimes against the planet and against other humans is not okay anymore. We're entering a new era, I think, of feminine leadership that is on the rise. Um, couldn't come soon enough, <laughs> in my opinion. And we really want to give each other and our children and the future generations opportunities that we didn't have before. And so now is the perfect time to continue to invest like your company does and um, for people to support companies like Sudara. And thankfully, we are just one of many that are starting to pop up all over. So while, you know, 15 years ago when I started this, I was hard pressed to find other companies doing this. You know, I kind of felt like, um, there were probably a lot of us kind of wandering in the desert, you know, doing our own thing. And now even business schools are starting to have social entrepreneurial tracks in their business schools. They're learning what does it mean to have good business? Um, yeah. It's really sad that we have to differentiate all business should be good business, but um, maybe we'll get back to that state. Yeah. And I love that you took this path where you started as a nonprofit and now you're social enterprise. I think it's a smart business move because nonprofits do have a hard time uh, sustaining themselves and this new opportunity to have social enterprise um, allows you to really sustain the good work that you're doing. And that's something that people should look into if they're thinking of you know, starting a, a nonprofit, that that is a good way to go is social enterprise. And I absolutely that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And we're actually a hybrid organization. So um, there is a place for nonprofit and charity, particularly when you're working with marginalized populations, like we are kind of the, what they would call bottom of the pyramid um, populations. And so we have a 501c3 arm of our organization that right. still helps with wraparound services that women need. So children, people who don't have access to food, housing, kind of the basic right. um, needs, the nonprofit can fundraise and help with that. We just did a big fundraising push around the horrible COVID surge that we were all seeing um, with the Delta variant, you know, popping up in India over the last few months. And so the nonprofit was really able to help raise funds to send money for basic things like food, right? But then the ink side, what you're saying, the for-profit social enterprise is able to make sure that when we move from crisis to recovery, that women have jobs, right? Because we can't live on handouts forever. So jobs um, are a game changer long-term, handouts are not. That's just for crisis sort of situation. Right. And your donations uh, go to Sudara Freedom Fund, correct? Yes. So that's our 501c3 that is California-based nonprofit. Yeah. It's similar to what we're doing. You know, we have our She Angels Foundation nonprofit that... Uh, uh, funds female founded nonprofits that are helping women uh, in the US. And then we have uh, the, the for profit side. And I think more and more, you're going to see that combination where companies have both, uh, yeah, yeah. like you and I. Um, so what, what, are, what may be a story that you'd like to share of someone that really touched your heart that you know, you've changed their life? One of these women, if you'd like to share one of those stories. Yeah, I have one that's always one of my favorite because it just shows, again, this ecosystem of women helping women, helping women, mm -hmm. and that we're all part of it. And so there was um, a young woman who had, you know, a really tragic story, kind of like the one that you had talked about before, that was able to come into our partnering sewing center in India and was able to get trained. And then the beauty about our sewing center, just kind of a point of clarification before I go on with my story, is that not every woman who comes out of the brothel wants to be a seamstress, right? That's just probably a very narrow um, group of women who have that interest. 
And yet there are lots of women who need different types of jobs. So our sewing center and our products kick off revenue that actually helps train women in over 10 to 12 different vocational training options. Oh, that's So it's, it's henna art, it's childcare. It's based on a woman's aptitude. Some women who were born and raised in the brothel without an education are illiterate, and they really need to do a vocational something with their hands, like sewing, like henna art, trained to be a beautician, childcare, something like that. There are other women who, for various reasons, have some access to education. So if they do have higher literacy rates, well, then of course they can continue on in their education and do things like, you know, desktop computer training. Maybe they can get trained to be, you know, working at office work or as a secretary. There's also um, things that are more skills-based like uh, plumbing and, and so forth. Anyway, so, so just so that everyone, you know, listening knows that it isn't just about um, all these women sewing our products. No, we help um, over 1,200 women a year and bear all of those different vocational options. So it's all about skills training and job placement because again, it's true agency. What does the woman want to do with her life? We're not just giving her one choice. So that's not, you know, much of an option there. But anyway, so one of the gals, um, young women, had been through the skills training and then had job placement. So there's also an 89% job placement rate of the women who've been through our programs, which is incredible because in a lot of the developing world, you can be trained and still not have a job with high unemployment rates. So these women are actually getting real living wage jobs. And she came back um, to our partnering sewing center after um, receiving her first paycheck and donated 100% of her first paycheck back to the program. Wow. And just with tears in her eyes and a heart full of gratitude said, I am so appreciative for this opportunity you as the organization literally saved my life. And I want you to help more, more women like me um, not be subject to the brothel. So will you take this and help other women? And oh I just want to pay it forward. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was absolutely yeah. incredible. And so here you have the poorest of the poor women who are just getting their first paycheck, not hoarding it, not keeping it to themselves, um, but giving it away because they have such gratitude for a new life and a new trajectory for their future. So that's what keeps me going, Catherine, on those days where I feel like I'm knocked down, you know, kicked in the teeth with life and all the hard things that happen in international business and in this space. It's, um, it's, it's real life women like that that keep me going. And, and that's an amazing story. Thank you for sharing that. And um, I did notice you have, other than the, I think you call them punjamis. Which yeah, like, punjamis. Uh, you also have other products, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we started with just pajamas and we listened to our customers and they were like, hey, these aren't just pajamas. They're so cute. I wear them outside. I wear them camping. I wear them to the farmer's market. I wear them to brunch with my girlfriends, add pockets to them, you know? And so yeah. we did over the years. And so now they're really pajamas and loungewear. We've added um, a really cute line of graphic t-shirts that have statements on them. They're really comfortable and cozy. We have robes that also um, can double as like beach or pool cover-ups or just kind of a wrap that you would wear with a cute, you know, tank top or a t-shirt under with some, you know, strappy sandals and some jeans or a little pencil skirt, 
super cute. We're out on a date night or out on the town. So really versatile products. And then we started the Sudara Collective when COVID hit because we were having a horrible time getting our products out of India as shipping and everything had stopped when every country on the planet was basically locked down. Our supply chain, you know, kind of broke. And so we didn't have a lot of products to get to customers. And then we had other partnering women-owned businesses saying, oh, we are a wholesale based and, and all the shops are closed and we're dying on the vine here. So they had products with no customers and we had customers online with no products. And so we, we added this Sudara Collective and now we support other female entrepreneurs doing good things as well. So there's um, some really cute jewelry, You'll see, you know, some slippers, some bags uh, made from Sari Bari, which is another freedom business out of India that does bags, but they also had some distribution here in the U.S. So, yeah, I would er encourage everyone to go and check out our collective partners. They're doing really good work with just fantastic products. I love that. Yeah, I saw a really expansive, uh, uh, you know, uh, selection. Uh, and And so... You know, and, and let's say you're a guy and maybe some of this stuff doesn't speak to you. You can still not only donate to Sadara Fund, but you can also uh, buy gift cards, I saw. So, Absolutely. You know, if you yeah. If you don't know what your girlfriend or wife or daughter would like, you can get a gift card to help support this. Um, I love the saying, uh, which is Sudara Women's Clothing, empowering women through clothing. I love that. And I, I want to. Yeah, because women love clothing, right? Like we love to clothe ourselves, but let's do it in a way that empowers other women. Let's not do it in a way that potentially our cute clothes are made by slaves in China. Like nobody loves that story. And yet that is too often a tale and not just China, fill in the blank and various countries around the world. Um, because unfortunately, the garment business in general is the rag industry, as they call it, is one of the um, dirtiest businesses on the planet in yes. terms of um, crimes against humanity and against the planet, because it's a huge pollutant as well um, right. as wasting water and, and chemical dyes and all of the things that goes into to garment manufacturing. So um, you, you really want to know whether you buy Sudara clothes or not. We encourage you to do so at Sudara.org. But various other brands you, as consumers and as women who spend a lot of the household income, whether women make the money or not, let's say you live in a traditional, you know, home and the woman, you know, stays home and the man is at work, whatever. There's not that many of those, but still some <laughs> in the U.S. Um, regardless if the woman's making the money, she's spending it um, for, for the household, like 80% of the income is spent by women. And so we have tremendous power, ladies. We have earning power and we have spending power. And so we need to make sure our supply chains are clean. We need to align our values and what we believe and what we say, our rhetoric with our actions. So you can't say you believe in all this stuff, empowering women, anti-slavery, blah, 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 and then go and buy the cheapest things um, and haggling down on prices and not supporting good businesses. 100%. What you get is what you pay for. So we need to kind of in our minds as Americans, kind of like retool our thinking around the value and the cost of production, um, the human cost uh, around our goods and services. I mean, really, what is the choice? Uh, buy something cheap and 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 get behind, ch you know, child slavery or whatever, or yeah, yeah. empower women to get out of the sex trafficking and pay a little bit more. Hello, 
Hello. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, uh, everybody who goes on there today and buys something is going to feel empowered and feel like they've done something to make the world a little better place. I think many people like myself have always thought this trafficking situation is such a tragedy. How could I be instrumental in making a, a difference in that arena? Because I do think we do, you know, think what, what can we do? Well, here it is. Here's what you can do. This here is it is. Yeah. And Catherine, the moment is now. I mean, if ever there were a time, I would encourage people to meet the moment. With COVID, there has been an uptick in trafficking globally, particularly in India, um, where there are so many vulnerable and desperate people. So when things were locked down, um, you know, people, desperate times call for desperate measures, unfortunately. And, and so there is um, the secondary fallout effects uh, of a pandemic like this is that there's an uptick in, in trafficking around the world, particularly in places like India who were so hard hit by the pandemic and didn't have the infrastructure to deal with it. Well, so now's the moment to, 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 is, for everyone to activate. Absolutely. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you for creating a platform that all of us can uh, participate in to make a difference and enjoy your clothing. How about that? On top You're of so cute, it's oh. like a win-win, ladies. Thank and, you. Uh, Sudara.org. Can we also find Sudara on social media? Yes. So at Sudara Goods on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at Sudara Goods. Would love to have you um, engage every listener out there because. Listen, ladies, if you know, you're a young woman in college and, and you don't have a lot of disposable income and you can't buy it right now, put it on your Christmas list, ask your parents to get it for you, and then also follow us and just engage because it's all about yeah. engagement. It isn't just about buying products. That's one way um, you can help, of course, but just that word of mouth engagement, being an ambassador, being an activist. Mm -hmm. So yes, please come visit us and, uh, and, and follow us on our social feeds. We, we can't wait to engage with you and have you be part of the community. Yeah. And share it on our social feeds, uh, telling friends about it. I really believe uh, in, in my circle that uh, everyone is going to be really excited about your products and what you're doing and uh, just amazing work. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Catherine. It's just been a pleasure. And thank you already. I mean, at your dinner party, you're already activating and spreading go. the good word. So yeah. you're amazing. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Appreciate you as well. Uh, please follow Sadara. Also, of course, follow She Angels Foundation and She Angel Investors. Uh, we're all uh, trying to do things for the greater good to help people think about investing in women, buying from women, funding women. That's what it's all about right now. We need to level that playing field. And like Shannon said, ladies, we control uh, 80% of the buying decisions and about a third of uh, all the uh, monies in the world. We do have the power to change this and level the playing field. So let's do it. Get out there and do that today. Invest in her. Visit sadara.org and shop. And thank you so much for tuning in. Make it a great day. Let's get women empowered. And it starts with you. Take care. Thanks, Shannon. Thank you. Our theme music was created and produced by Lindsay Tomasic.